0: The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. (coughs)
1: It's time
0: to crock up, put on the sequence and say guten tag from Kiev as we bring you Australia's only Eurovision podcast, Eurovision, direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Hobart. Now, here's your host, Ben Novotova. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Euros Vision, as we come to you for our third and final episode of eurovision 2017 put the tissues away people don't get too sad at least we did come back this year we weren't here last year so hey you've got to be excited a little bit at least for that but we've had the final we know who's won we know who got last we we know who got in the middle and we also know who's the saddest out of all these hosts that is over for another year i do speak of course of jared lubick jared have you stopped crying in the last 24 hours because eurovision is over for another year
1: um, yeah I've just been sleeping depressed um, just wondering how how long it can be started the countdown again and and just ready uh, for it to start again really so um so it's a long way to go but Next thing you know,
0: it will be back around. It will be. It will be. And uh, speaking of also crying, he's probably crying more so for the fact that his beloved Richmond Tigers got beaten after the uh, siren. I just thought I'd mention that for some reason. Uh, Alex Morella, Alex, welcome back to Euros Vision.
2: I just got over that, Ben. You had to bring it up again, didn't you?
0: <laughs> well, I can't talk. You know, Carlton are losing too, but hey, um, you know, it's, it's we're talking about it, Eurovision, not football. But, uh, I mean, are you counting down the dates already to the, to the new AFL season or the new Eurovision? revision for 2018
2: oh i mean both are uh around the bend, and I'm optimistic for both. So we'll see how we go.
0: All right. Well, we'll see how we go indeed. Now, we, of course, uh, congratulations, Portugal. Portugal are the Eurovision champions. Spoiler alert. I should have said that in case you haven't watched it. But if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, then seriously, there's something wrong with you because that's a bit weird way of doing it. But uh, we uh, we are excited that they won their very first Eurovision after plenty of years of trying. Uh, the song, of course, Amar Pelos Dois by Salvador Sabral. Now, this might be... I'm going to have to double-check this. I should have really organised this before I mentioned this, but this could be the first non-English song in a long time that has actually won it, because I think last year's Ukrainian song, did that not have a bit of English in it? I can't remember. But anyway, um, Alex... Yep. So, so go, Jared. Please interrupt me, yes? So no, I was thanks. just going to say, yeah.
2: <laughs> both Jared, both of you go
0: for it. Go, <laughs> yeah, I was
1: just going to say, yeah, you're right. I think... Um, Two thousand seven was the last time a song fully not an English one.
0: Right. Okay. Alex, did you have anything to add on that, or was that the same thing you were about to say?
2: <laughs> no, that's literally all I got. That, and it's the first winner in triple meter since two- nineteen ninety six. Apparently, in for triple, music buffs,
0: in triple meter, what does explain to dumb bums like me who have no idea what you just said? <laughs> um. So
2: it's it's a song that's in uh, each bar, so it's in three four essentially instead of four four or anything <laughs> like that. So. Instead of a normal beat of four, it had three, so it's more of like a a waltz style rhythm, I guess, for me as a dancer.
0: Right. So I'm glad we have you on this show because seriously I had I didn't even put that in any thought process, but there you go, Alex Morella, the music expert here to actually tell us that. Was that was that something that you just picked up on, or was that something that's actually been floating around in terms of a statistic?
2: No, I just read it on Wikipedia, but I did also realise already it was in 3 4, so I'm
0: not completely <laughs> useless. Jared, you knew that too, of course, didn't you?
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, well, there you go. Breaking New Ground. Uh, there's also, well, here's one for you the first Portuguese language song to win your revision. <laughs> I mean. Portugal's the only country in Europe, I think, that speaks Portuguese, so it's not really that hard of a stretch. But look, um, we're going to go over our predictions. I mean, let's just start by saying Jared and I both predicted this would win. Uh, But Jared, I guess, I mean, no surprise in some aspects. There were plenty of other surprises with the the finishing positions. But did you, I guess, leave satisfied that, uh, that Salvador did take this crown and that Portugal broke through for their very first win at Eurovision?
1: I did. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't closer i mean the miff and joel the idiots that they were kept saying oh you you you, ne- you never know dami was in this position last year and in my head i'm like yeah but she wasn't ahead by like 150 points at this point in time um so yeah there just wasn't really any suspense and that's kind of a letdown because the whole point of their new system was to create suspense but i mean i'm, I'm glad for portugal i did love them not knowing that they'd won when it was obvious that they had and, and just sitting there like thinking that they'd lost for some reason and, and then, oh, we actually did win. Um, but, yeah, really, really happy for them and, and I thought the final performance afterwards was great as well.
0: Alex, uh, you're a satisfied man even though you didn't predict them to win it?
2: Um, yeah, I'm comfortable with it in the end. They, they won by more than enough for it to not even be close to controversial or anything like that. So I'm, I'm comfortable with that decision.
0: Yeah, look, it's great it's great when we see a new country win Eurovision, of course. Um, I mean, what, this would be, again, I should really have these statistics. Maybe one of you can find this out for me. I already know it. It's the first time in a while we've had a new winner, I guess, of um, of Eurovision. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look, it was obviously the story behind Salvador. He had a heart condition. Well, still does. Uh, he's very close to his sister. The song was written by his sister, who I think we mentioned in our preview episode. Uh, both of them competed on Portuguese Idol or whatever on earth it's called. Um, so, obviously, a fantastic story behind all this. But, uh, yeah, look, we'll talk about the voting as well throughout this because i i will admit last year i actually i what i did watch last year's but i i think i fell asleep through most of it because i was just so tired and then um must have woken up after it had all gone so i didn't actually get to live through the dramatic um you know the, the, the count of everything last year so i kind of experienced it for the first time but yeah i'm glad you mentioned it there jared Joel and Miff, my God. It's like they talk about having Eurovision drinking games. Can we not have a drinking game every time they said the words, oh, oh, just remember, we've still got the, the voting from the audience to come. Anything could happen. Like, it seriously was like, shut up. Um, I, I mean, do we want to talk about them now? Or no, nah, we'll talk about them after. But <laughs> I think we need to devote a lot more time based around them. But, uh, yeah, the performance at the end by Salvador getting his sister up there on stage, that was sweet. Um, you know, Alex, did you like their performance at the end? I mean, I will say Salvador didn't even know what the hell it looked like he was doing there. Did he even realise he had to perform at the end? I, I, I'm assuming as Portugal. You don't go in expecting to win. So, <laughs> I, I guess it was probably a
2: new feeling for him. Yeah. Um, No, it it was nice to see him have that moment. It'll be good. I'm already trying to think how Portugal are going to do this next year, given, you know, their whole, you know, money of the last 10 years. But we'll see how it
0: goes. (laughs) Jared, did it look like he was just, he had no idea what to do at the end there. Maybe Alex is right. Like, they go in this surprise. Like, oh, you win, you've got to perform at the end?
1: Yeah, well, I think based on his comments about fast food music and and music making music meaningful again, it kind of hints that maybe he doesn't watch Eurovision frequently and doesn't know what type of music <laughs> is normally in it. So I assume that he's never seen somebody win the contest before, so you can excuse him for not knowing what was going on.
0: Yeah, I think we definitely need to mention that because that is, that is just the, the stupidest place to talk about. We need to make music real again, people. Like, come on, enough of this fake commercial crap. Like, let's make music. Real again He's saying that On stage at Eurovision That's like a chef Making a new McDonald's burger And saying With this burger We're going to make Food real again None of this Fast food crap This is real food Like I mean Like I I love this guy Salvador seems like A great guy Jared But I mean Come on What are we What are we thinking At that point Like dude Just wrong Wrong time and place For this
1: Oh, absolutely, but I loved it because it was such like a, a dig at everybody else in the competition, especially when you had Moldova finish third and him <laughs> going on about, got to get back to real music. And I'm like, oh, well, I'd, personally, I'd rather have more songs like Moldova, but okay. <laughs> Alex, did you have
0: anything to sort of your thought process and what he was saying at the end there?
1: I think the only thing that's interesting for that
2: is, I think with more jury votes and things like that now in the new system, it might actually be more influential now to have that kind of more... I guess what he kind of thinks music rather than the kind of novelty fun ones that the audience likes. Cause I think it probably does change a little bit of how the voting will go in the future.
0: Well, you would admit, I mean, this was the one song that stood out from all of them, really. I mean, you know, we had 80% ballads standing on a stage in a white dress, you know, a couple of up-tempo, fun ones that you, you know, all three of us enjoyed, and then kind of this was the one that really did stand out. So, I mean, that that's kind of the thing with Eurovision, isn't it? You go through the winners. It's generally the one that stands out. And, you know, what's the bet? Next year we're going to have, you know, 24 songs similar to this. Um, oh, my God. Then, and then we're going to have, you know, the the one-up tempo sax one or the yodeling rapping Romanians are going to do it again. I mean, that's, that's how it works, isn't it, though, Alex? Like, I mean, you have one song like this, and then the next year everyone follows suit. Well, yes, we saw the impact of power ballads last year and how uh,
2: that changed everything this year and how many we had to sit through and listen through. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, if anyone can come up with any kind of emotional, I guess, slow ballads like this for the future.
0: And of course, uh, you know, the year before, Jared, we had Hans, you know, with the the interactive screen and then Russia tried to do it last year as well. And of course, well, robbed, still, still angry that Russia didn't win last year. But... um, you know, so I mean, what countries, Jared? Can we see really taking this board? I mean, this to me sounds like a very French-sounding song, anyway. I can't, you know, believe the French won't do this next year. But uh, I mean, I don't know the the San Marinans, San Marinians, Sammarinians, I don't know how you say their names, but uh, can we can we see that next year, Jared, to help them get through? Finally, can uh, can Valentina, you know, go this route?
1: Um, I think she good, but I think she'll steer clear of it just because she can. Um, I think, yeah, this is definitely like the type of song that you would see from like the big five countries, which, let's be honest, is not going to make a difference (laughs) because they're the big five, so they can't really win anyway.
0: Yes, yes. So we'll go over obviously the finished positions, and I want to talk about this big five situation that we've brought up a lot. But um, obviously, Portugal, you know, well out in top, 758 points combined there. Uh, Second place, Bulgaria. Look, I I tweeted out just as, uh, you know, these final votes were coming in. If Bulgaria wins, I'm done with Eurovision. Um, I mean, that song was just (laughs) shit. I'm sorry, that, like, you know, <laughs> not like it was the only shit song this year. But, um, yes, Moldova, how great is this? The fact that they managed to get third. It wasn't looking good for them throughout the, uh, the, the jury voting for a while there. They were sort of down, but that telly vote... That lumped them way up there. Just absolutely shot them up. And I, for a moment, I'm thinking, I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, oh, God, they could actually win this. Like, hang on a minute. Um, but the fact that they got third, so good. Um, I'll just do the top five here. Belgium, for City Lights. That was sort of always kind of up and there and thereabouts with Blanche or whatever, you know, Miss Happy. Um, and then Sweden, the perennial, everybody knows they're going to do well. Uh, Mr. Sexy, everybody was kind of oozing over their screen, weren't they, with Robert Bengensen. Um I can't go on. Uh, The the big shock, though, surely has to be Italy. Sixth position. I mean, that was just... That was odds-on favourite for so long. Obviously, the odds shortened before the final. But, um, Jared, were you shocked that they only got sixth position? Because, like, I want to talk about each of the six performances that we didn't see in the semis. But, I, I mean, I loved Francesco's performance. I thought that was, like, that was fantastic.
1: Um... I suppose I was shocked, kind of based on the odds that, that it did fall so far down. But I, well, I did think it was a good performance. But to me, it didn't stand out. I think it was kind of in a, it was in a bad spot. There, there was those moments where you had these good performances, kind of all in a row. And I think maybe like being kind of two songs before Portugal, and I think I had like Denmark after them, and. They just weren't in, like, a standout spot. And I thought that it definitely didn't... The song itself didn't sound out as much as it did in, like, the YouTube videos and clips beforehand.
0: Well, that's one thing I will say that we uh, stupidly didn't talk about in our second episode. We didn't talk about the order of the final, which, yeah, I definitely think played a huge part in some of these results. I mean, you look at Israel, and not just saying this because, you know, we're very biased towards Israel, but, I mean, you look at them, they were third in their semi-final since the voting of that has come out, so they've placed very highly in that. Um, You know, ahead of people like Romania and, uh, you know, Norway, who both finished very highly, and even the Netherlands, and yet they were first out and basically finished, what, fourth last, so... Um, we'll talk about that, uh, Jared. Did uh, sorry, uh, Alex? Did you? Were you shocked? Them? I mean, initially you obviously picked them to win on your predictions, so I'm guessing you were very shocked that they finished down in six.
2: Yeah, I was expecting a lot more, but once you kind of hear the first few and you started realising that they weren't coming in brutally, I think I kind of accepted at that point that was the way it was going. But I certainly thought they were going to be a lot closer, both in um, public and jury. I thought maybe the juries might be a bit iffy on it, given how um, how it had been done, but.
0: Yeah, I, I was still surprised. Well, I did love the projections they had the animated gorillas. We'll talk about those performances shortly. Uh, for Australia, now, I thought we'd talk about this a little bit separate. We, we basically went into this with two entries. I mean, let's be honest. Denmark was Australian, um, and then obviously our very own... I'm just saying this right now. How the fuck did we finish in ninth? Like, seriously, people. Like, this is ridiculous. I am Australian, proud as punch. I root for my country no matter what. But even I was expecting us to be in the bottom half. We were, what, fourth after the jury votes. Deservingly got, like, two points from the telly voters. Um, yep. What the fuck happened here, Alex? Why are we in ninth place? I want to I want to officially renounce that ninth position and swap with someone. Like, come, come on. Even as the most passionate Australian can honestly say we did not deserve to finish ninth. No, but I guess
2: this is the kind of highbrow music that, you know, Portugal were talking about wanting to bring into Eurovision. Well, I don't know, but 171 jury votes is ridiculous.
0: It's it's so crazy. And like, even his like performance, Isaiah, like, it's still just cheat. And just, it wasn't like he brought in the extra, like, he decided to bring in the Demi Cube or something like that. Like, it was just lame. I just, I really didn't like it at all. Uh, I mean, Jared, are you angry at ninth?
1: <laughs> I am. And it particularly annoys me, too, because I, I felt like this was like the worst of the two Australian performances. Yes. And you have this finish in ninth, and then Anya's back in. 20th place i just think that the australian team we must be really good at like politicking with the other countries and like jury members i'm there surely there's backroom deals going on here because i don't know how we got that many points you even watched with like the section that they chose to show as your little highlight when they're going through the countries to vote they possibly picked the worst section ever for australia which may explain the the two kind of public votes which i laughed at and thought was brilliant but just the song is so flat like Fair enough, he didn't stuff up again, but he didn't even try and hit, like, those notes that he stuffed up in the first final. He just completely kind of cut that out of the performance full stop, which was probably a good idea, but, like, it was just flat and nothing. And to finish, I think it was fourth or something in in yeah. the jury votes was just way too high.
0: I have to say this, and I never thought this is something I'd ever utter on a Eurovision podcast. The United Kingdom deserved to finish ahead of us. Uh, that, 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 look, that, that was probably the biggest shock to me out of all the, the six that we didn't see about how good that was. Um, you know, we we spent a lot of time ripping shit into the song. It's I still don't think the song is that good, but Lucy Jones's performance—wow, that was that gave me goosebumps and just she really showed that the solo ballad on stage can definitely bring it. And I mean, we're talking politicking, uh, you know, in, in a year <laughs> where they basically said to Europe, "fuck you." Uh, it really did show. I feel because surely Jared like. Based on the performance alone, the UK deserved to finish ahead. And it's not even that they were close to us. They were 15th. We were 9th. So, yeah, I mean, I can imagine Graham Norton was positively pulling his hair out in his commentary booth at those results.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the big thing in the UK is finishing on the left hand side of the scoreboard and they were there for so much of the night and then right at the end, I can't remember, somebody got boosted up and then they just drifted onto the right hand side and you can just tell like how frustrated they'd be again and again, just not being able to just kind of crack that top half.
0: Oh yeah. Alex, uh I mean anything to add kind of I guess on the UK we might as well talk about them while we're here. But uh yeah, Lucy, what a what a performance.
1: Oh, it
2: was,
0: it was a really good performance. I just love that we gave them the 12 votes in the jury. Yes. Like, it's usually the other way around, it. isn't it? They usually give us ones, and we're usually like, yeah, oh, fuck you, Britain. But this time around, we actually did give them the 12. Yeah. I, I was amazed at Leland, when Leland Chin announced that. I, I was
2: <laughs> yeah flabbergasted that that's what our jury had gone for out of everything, though. So that that was
0: something that was really interesting. The thing is, we, I mean, Australia didn't even get 12 from anybody, did we? Like, I think we got a bunch of 10s. Um, but we didn't get 12 from what I remember. And then it's kind of interesting, like, I mean, it's always going to be pol- political in so many aspects. I mean, you look at Greece and Cyprus <laughs> both giving each other the 12 and the boos that follow from the crowd. But, I mean, there was one, I think, towards the end, like, Austria, did they not get 12 points at some point? And you're like, really? Austria? <laughs> um, but... Yes, it was. Oh, it was just. It was. It's always interesting, I think, to kind of see how it all plays out. I mean, we'll go over these, but I just want to yeah touch on the six countries that we didn't get to see. We finally got to see performing in this final. So we'll do this in order of performance, I and mean, we've obviously touched on Italy. I, I think it was a lot of fun. The gorilla and just you know all that sort of stuff was just great. Um, then obviously uh, it was the UK after that, wasn't? It? Oh no, Spain! Oh God, Jesus! No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Now look, did I not say this, Jared, a week ago that this song was just shit? Um, like, I, did, that didn't get any votes, did it? Not in the in the jury phase, and I ended up with five in the end. Uh, Which
2: means it's still been Australia.
0: it, well, it, it did. Uh, I'm going start with you, Jared. You were on this episode with me a week ago and we were talking about I mean, what was with this song, the projections and his surfing on the screen? And it wasn't just him that I wanted to punch. Every single person in his backup crew, I just wanted to line up in a row and just smack them all in the face. I mean, my Lord, what were they thinking with this song?
1: They weren't. I, I, it's just... <laughs> Clearly Spain had no intention of winning and didn't want to win and the fact that they only got five points and those five points came from Portugal, their neighbours, just says everything about the song.
0: <laughs> Alex, uh, anything to add on Manel Navarro's Do It For Your Lover?
1: No, it was just very much that Spain
2: decided it wasn't a good uh, financial move to host Eurovision next year was all I could really say <laughs> from it. They obviously uh, decided very quickly it wasn't for them.
0: Uh, we we talked about the UK Lucy Jones I mean it was a great performance but it I noticed like the, all the six of the this obviously the big five and then Ukraine were kind of all very much drawn together weren't they so we kind of were in flux with them a whole you know very closely Germany well uh, <laughs> I told you this song was shit I know my prediction was this was going to get last and got second last but uh, I mean Alex wow uh, Lavina looks so excited did she not like. You know, she was so pumped and ready to go. I think I saw her on, like, the Snapchat filter things they had for her. She was, like, so excited, like, oh, vote for me. I'm so excited. But, yeah, this song was just destined to fail.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, when you're so far, I think, back as, like, a as a big five country, she's been excited like that all day. You're pumped up. You're so long, and then it can only go downhill once you get on stage. You, you can never deliver, like, the excitement levels you're trying. and it, it just... It just never quite worked and was never going to
0: It seems that to me out of the Big Five The only ones that ever do try are Italy uh, The UK, sort of uh, And I guess Germany kind of do Because they've won it They're the last of the Big Five to actually win it What's was that, 2010 they won that, wasn't it? So not that long ago Um, So, you know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, France, I don't know what France do. We'll get to them in a minute. And Spain, yeah, what do they do either? Um, The Ukraine, look, I actually didn't mind the Ukrainian entrant live. I thought it actually turned out a lot better. I mean, it went for that different kind of rock feel, that rock vibe. Um, I mean, again, it's probably more a case of they didn't want to host it again, so it's sort of, hey, let's just go over the complete opposite of what we did last year, because, you know, nobody's remembering Lordy anymore. Uh, Jared, did, did you like uh, O Tovald and Time?
1: I did, actually, because, yeah, just like you said, it was completely different to anything else, that, that even though, like, it wasn't an amazing song, it was just a breath of fresh air to kind of have a break from the ballads and, and to see a song that we hadn't seen performed live before, Uh, Yeah, I thought they actually deserved to be a bit higher than they finished
0: a giant head going in the background. Why not? Um, Alex anything to add on the the host performance?
2: No, I kind of disagree. I did like it. I thought it was you know It deserved a little bit more it wasn't gonna win anything But it was yeah, just nice to have I guess a rock one like that Especially when you look at everything that was around it
0: and they finished so low 24th like Yeah, I would honestly say out of, you know, the big, the six that uh, were automatically in the final. You know, Italy first I would put, then it'd be a toss-up between the Ukraine and the United Kingdom. And then, you know, I mean, France, we'll get to them. They performed dead last. They ended up finishing the highest besides Italy, 12th. Uh, If you had no idea that this song was from France, hey, let's just look at the projection in the background. Oh, look, it's the Eiffel Tower. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't get that confused with the Armenian entry by any chance. I mean, it was look, it was okay. It was very French. I mean, eh, you know, I, Alex, uh, it was just a bleh song. I feel.
2: Yeah, that, that's a pretty good so- uh, sound to describe it. I think it just kind of <laughs> it was just like, eh, I, I don't know. See, it was just another one of those <laughs> ones in the middle. Didn't really offer anything
1: different or very exciting.
0: Yeah, Jared, anything to add on Alma and the Requiem?
1: No, I think this probably got some benefit of going last and just being the last thing in people's mind, the only one they could remember.
0: Yeah, bring I mean, back stash. Yes, well, exactly. The only good thing France has ever produced in my mind in the last ten years in you know sport, music, anything. Um, and that got that was last, wasn't it? Twin, twin from memory. Yes. <laughs> oh, how was that last? That was brilliant. Um, so there's a six kind of... I mean, I've just sort of written here a few other things. I mean, we had that kiss from the Belarusians at the end, and then we had the attempted kiss from the Romanians, uh, (laughs) which kind of, I think, has gone a bit viral. Uh, what was that, Jared? I mean, was this... I don't even know if these two actually know each other that well outside of yodeling. Um, because, I mean, you know, this
1: girl, Alex, she's like 17, is she not, Jared? Like, what's going on? Yeah, she looked really terrified. I think, um... That guy obviously just saw the the Belarus performance and thought, oh, that the crowd cheered for that and they really liked it. And I'm like, yeah, but it, it works kind of if it's planned, not springing it on somebody <laughs> really awkwardly at the end. Get- for somebody who's like half your age, um, yeah, just no, don't don't do it. Um, shouldn't have tried to pull it off, and it probably it ended. Uh, as bad as it could have, really. Is this
0: something, Alex, in the dancing world that you kind of go into it thinking like, oh, let's end it with a kiss, and then like you do for the one where you don't plan it, then you get this awkward situation at the end?
2: Oh, you don't see many uh, kisses in the dancing circle. We're not that ridiculous. But, yeah, <laughs> I think you do go out and present, you, you present yourself out at the end sometimes, and you, you walk into another couple when you're trying to do something nice. So you, it, it never really goes as nicely as you kind of anticipate, to be honest. But, um, I mean, they did get 224 televotes, <laughs> so they... the People might have liked it a little bit. The jury certainly
0: didn't. (laughs) That's kind of where that came from. Uh, We'll go over these boats. We'll go over the positioning. I want to just quickly touch on a few of the other things, you know, the great things in between the acts. We had uh, what started off really cheesily with a Swedish guy from last year hosting it, kind of giving the three guys a boot camp. I actually think it actually was kind of funny. I don't know if that was just me or... Should we have that every year, Alex? Like the hosts from the previous year, giving the new hosts <laughs> and uh, rundowns on what to do?
2: I-, I think it could be quite entertaining if we can get it in the writer. Uh, right, once you're just waiting for the year that, like... a. Two uh, countries that don't like each other win it and you can just get this great tension between the two of them.
0: <laughs> like if like if Russia had won this year, if they'd been in it it's like Ukraine and yes, Russia. <laughs> exactly. Uh Jared, uh, any standout moments from this great little clip uh featuring uh so this guy from like what is him, this Swedish guy's last year? Um was that Marns? Was that Marns Emlow? That wasn't Marns, was it? Yeah. It was Marns, oh come yeah. on. Of course it was. Uh, so cool. He makes James Bond, James Bond, James Bond look nerdy,
1: Al, uh, Jared. He does. I just love the fact that somehow they got uh, the serious host to, to to agree to do this, and you could just tell throughout it that he he wasn't impressed and didn't really want to be there.
0: <laughs> I, I sort of like. I, I was thinking this whole time like that guy looks so familiar, and, and so of course it was Marns. Ben, God, you call yourself a Eurovision fan? What we we podcast that year? We remember Marns. Uh, I loved. Uh, we, we'll get to. Bum flasher separately, but I do, I love Ruslana like she like she is just probably one of my favorite Eurovision songs of all time when she won it with Wild Dances, and I love this song too like it was great. Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that on a side note, but we we have to mention the bum flasher um, now. <laughs> As soon as... You know what's really bad is the fact that it's turned out... This is this guy wasn't Australian. This is uh, Vitali Sedyuk who's basically this well-known prankster from the Ukraine who's, like, tried to kiss Will Smith and what, like, went underneath uh, dresses of who was all these... does a lot of celebrity sort of pranks on people. And so, basically, <laughs> during the middle of Jamala, Jam- you know, her performance, we see this guy in an Australian flag get up on stage pull his pants down, moon everybody, and get off stage. And our first thought as Australians is like, oh, God, typical Australian. <laughs> At not point are we like, oh, no, that wasn't us. No way. We would never do such a thing like that. We honestly all believed, holy crap, we just get ourselves disqualified from Eurovision next year. Um, I mean, Jared, look, let's be honest. I thought it spiced things up a little bit. I mean, do we really need to see Jamala perform again? Uh, I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, it was more interesting than the song, and that song probably deserved that. You talked about Rosalina's song being good, which I totally agree, and this was just dribble. So, um, if Ukraine, they're not going to get a second win if they ever enter Jamala again because this was tragic.
0: <laughs> and like, the, I love Joel's um, commentary. Oh, get off stage, Australia! Like, <laughs> like seriously, uh, Alex, are, are you thinking at this point? Like, oh my god. Well, it was a fun three years for Australia. Um, we can we can at least thank everybody for our three, you know, performances in a row. Next year we won't be back.
2: Um, Yeah, pretty much. That was the thought it was. Ah, oh, well, this was a fun novelty, and we've now brought it down to a bad level. But, I mean, I guess we'll just have to, you know, hope that they realise that definitely wasn't us and uh, don't use it as
0: some kind of political manoeuvrability. Prop, props to Vitaly for wearing our flag, because he's probably thought, like... <laughs> you know who 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 would honestly come up on stage like you know it wouldn't be you know the Armenians or you know the, the unhumorous lithuanians or anything like that so he's clearly just gone oh i'll get an australian flag a they shouldn't be here be everybody believes it will be them I, w- I would love to have been watching the british version uh the british commentary at that point and see what graham norton had said because you know we know he doesn't like us being in eurovision and just the reaction um Ah, oh, i thought it was hilarious I- and uh, just the, the coverage that it got back here as well. And just, um, oh my goodness, it was it was a crazy moment. Uh, Joel and Miff, while we're sort of loosely on the topic, um, I'm glad to say I'm not the only one who was anti-Joel. I saw a lot of Twitter backlash for him. Uh, and another friend of mine, um, oh, I shouldn't say another friend of mine, we all know her, of course, Linda, she worked with us on Survivor Oz. Uh, she also too wasn't a fan of Joel. Miff, well, again, she was just very Miff. Uh, but, like, the thing that really annoyed me with Joel, and I even went onto his Twitter to look at, he took this kind of negative bashing of Sam Marino into a, oh, haha, no, I really like them. He kind of, like, took it a little bit too far, because um, then all of a sudden he was like, oh, I'm Team Sam Marino. Like, don't change your mind up, you dickhead. Like, seriously. Alex, did you just want to shoot him? Do you have any opinion on Myth and Joel, or am I the only one here who's hating on Joel?
2: Well, I was still happily watching on
0: YouTube, so I think oh, I that's dodged right, most of, course, of it again. Yeah. I haven't really had to deal with it at all. Yeah, that's a good thing. I forgot that. Of course. Well, you know, so, uh, keep on that. <laughs> you should. We should, we should just nice. watch that feed and we should just all provide our own commentary next year. Like, there you go.
1: We You're can a, be the alternate. Live
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jared, Joel, uh, did, you, I mean, did you give up on the SBS coverage and maybe join Alex in watching it on YouTube?
1: I didn't, but I kind of wish that I had. The thing that was the most annoying was the fact that he repeated all of his jokes from which weren't great but from the first two semi semifinals like every time they're introducing a country they'd talk about something that we already knew and they'd mentioned like two days before i'm like can you get some original content or otherwise just don't say anything during their postcard because you're just repeating stuff that you've already heard and i'm sick of it
0: yeah and also the fact too that every single time portugal got 12 points in the jury phase he would say wow wow it's Is it really that shocking that the favourite or sort of semi-equal favourite was getting that many votes? You dickhead. Uh, (laughs) He wouldn't stop. The the one one moment I did happen to laugh of what he said. And I can't even remember what uh, country it was when they cut to them. There was a woman who literally did look like Danny Minogue. And he's like, is that Danny Minogue? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just the way he said that, I was like, "Okay, that was funny." Uh, and who was it? also we had the creepy? Were they Norwegian? The the two little kids that looked like they were ready to jump through the screen and like kill everyone. I was I like, the only one who noticed them?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was weird.
0: I just uh, just going through all the different um, the the people because Lily Chin, amazing as always. But I guess the story to come out of all the uh, the jury phase. Israel have quit Eurovision. What are we going to do? Like, there's going to be no Golden Boy 2. Um, They're they're our go to country for awesome songs. Jared, I was crying at this point. No, Israel, don't quit.
1: Yeah, that was depressing. And and you could just see the hosts, like, trying to decide, like, how do we deal with this situation? We can't do our normal bossy. Can we please have your 12 points (laughs) because you're rambling on too long? Um,. It was just weird, and they let him go on, and I was like, what is happening? And it was depressing, and, oh, it's just, it's the biggest shame of Eurovision 2017 was this moment. Mm, it just, oh, it was such a
0: souring note. Like, I was, you know, hoping for Na'Vi to come back next year and, like, do a follow-up to Golden Boy and just, like, you know they had a great entry this year as well and they're just they're our go-to country they're like well you know if the songs suck israel are gonna pull it out they're always the good ones imri you know like what's oh he must be crying i mean alex i don't know were you you crying at this i mean what what can we do next year without israel i
2: i don't know i guess we're gonna have to heap pressure on another country to come up with something really uh out of the box but no it was incredibly disappointing i was wondering why he was rambling on for so long and where he was going with it and why no one had stopped him but uh, unfortunately it made sense at that point which was which was very depressing
0: well i mean let's look at the so generally obviously when it comes to eurovision there's always countries that kind of can participate but don't end up participating i mean obviously russia was the big one this year in terms of uh you know they sort of got disqualified or however all that worked out so i mean the other countries here that i quickly just go through that sort of can compete or have competed and just don't uh there's andorra why not um i'm sure they could bring in i mean i don't know if either of you two know much about andorra but sure um bosnia and herzegovina of course can be there so why not here's one that i would get excited for luxembourg like you know we have, uh, we have San Marino. Let's go for these tiny little countries. Uh, Monaco are eligible. They're not there. They're smaller than San Marino, aren't they? Um, Slovakia. And one of the greats who it's kind of you forget that they don't compete, Turkey. You know, they've obviously, uh, you know, been around for a bit. Um, Kazakhstan apparently are eligible for future participation, but just haven't. Uh, Kosovo as well. Liechtenstein. Um, and according to this list, given that Justin Timberlake was put in there last year, there was rumours that the US were going to be put in there. And let's be honest, if Australia can be, why can't America? Um, so, you know, but I mean, look, the most positive thing to come out of maybe Israel pulling out, which there really isn't much, but hey, if nobody else replaces him next year, Sam Marino have a better chance of making the finals next year. So, uh, I'm down for that. Um... Again, going over these places, just quickly on the semi finals. Obviously, the voting, the positions came out for the semi finals uh, since we last recorded. Uh, so, for Australia, we, we ended up finishing sixth in our semi final. So, we was kind of, you know, smack bang in the middle there. Uh, and kind of looking at the voting that one, Montenegro got way, way low. I mean, come on, 16th position. Czech Republic, we're only like 22 points from making the final. Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> uh- <laughs> And Latvia were last. Like, oh. And then you look at semi-final yeah. two, San Marino, one point. <laughs> Incredible. That, I think I think it was from Germany from looking at here too. Uh, Serbia were only three points from knocking out Ossiania from Denmark from making it. So that was close uh jared i know you kind of pay a lot of attention to these voting i mean looking just at the semi-finals were there any kind of shocks there when the the voting numbers actually came out
1: um not really the thing that i loved was the fact that so many countries that finished below us as was the case with the final smashed us in the tele vote. i'm pretty sure montenegro did better than australia in the tele vote of the semi-final and and australia had montenegro Montenegro fairly high in our televotes, so I was happy with
0: that. Yeah, Montenegro and San Marino were the two robbed ones there, and Latvia as well. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you paid attention to any of the semi-final votes or have anything to add on that. I have.
2: Um I was just amazed Denmark only got five televotes throughout all theirs in semi final two. Yeah. And then that um I think that Lithuania picked up a twelve as well from Ireland in the middle of it, I found kind of amusing as well. <laughs> yep, you know, twenty five points all up and twelve of them and ten of them come from two countries.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy looking at these. People sort of want to check these out, uh, you know, more details. Head to the Wikipedia page, at least, and I'm sure there are other websites where they have it, but it's it's fascinating. And then, obviously, all the other, the voting there. Um, I, I guess we we should really uh, come down to our positioning and our our final positions here that we'll talk about. Of course, if you listen to our second episode, we all sat down and ranked who we thought would uh, finish in places here, there, and everywhere. So what I'm going to do here is I'll just go through the final positions of the final and then I'll say who gets it. So for us to get a point, we had to be the closest to uh, that position, what we predicted. And if you got it 100% correct, you would get two points. So um, just kind of like Eurovision itself will uh, make this all tense and dramatic. Uh, so from we'll go from last to first. So in last position, Spain, thoroughly deserving. And again, either of you, please jump in if you've got anything to add on their performances, if I'm skipping over anything here that you want to add. So, uh, yeah, Spain finished in dead last Uh, Now, we all went the same route. We all said they would finish second last. We all predicted 25th, so we all get a point for that one. Um, No real surprise there. Germany, uh, they were second last. Uh, I I got the point for that one because I said they would finish last. Jared, you said they would be 18th. Alex, 16th. Alex, you had them up quite high. I, I thought
2: they might get a bit more favour from people, but uh turns out they didn't, which is also fine by me.
0: No, exactly. Uh, so Ukraine came in at uh, 24th, the host nation. I actually got that dead on. For some reason, I predicted 24th for the Ukraine, so I get two points for that. Jared, you had them at 16th. Alex, you had them at 20th. Uh, Israel, what a travesty for them to be 23rd. Again, I'm putting that down to the fact that they, finished, they performed first. That was a great performance to him. He really brought it in the last ever time they performed. What a, what a shame. Uh, so 23rd for them. Uh, points go to Alex for that one. Well done, Alex. You had them in at 15th. Uh, and Joe, both Jared and I had them uh, in at 10th. So. Okay, still there you go. You're on the board. Yes. Uh, Poland in 22nd. Not really much to add on the polls. It was a pretty lame song. Um, the points there go to all of us again. We all predicted they would be in 23rd position. Cyprus were in 21st place um yeah so so i guess for them uh so for that one i get the points because i had them at seconds. so i nearly got that correct uh jared you had 19th alex had 18th uh then of course we went to denmark aussie Anya now look let's just quickly say this i think we're all shocked that she got so low because i mean alex that was a pretty decent performance and again a much better song than our own actual song
2: well yes and australia agreed because we gave her like what all of her televotes, I think, from memory. I think we gave yeah, we gave her eight and she got eight. So uh that went well. But uh yeah, obviously no one else thought it was any good, which is a shame.
0: Jared, you have anything to add on Anya's performance?
1: No, not really. It's just a bit interesting that she got shunned by the other um Scandinavian countries in the televote, but um Maybe that was the Australian factor come in, and I thought she was a bit of an imposter.
0: Maybe we we missed something here. Maybe like Denmark were incredibly, you know, upset that we had an Australian basically competing for them. So, any Danish listeners, please tell us what what the viewpoint was in in your country in regards to Australia. Uh, you know, basically competing for you. Uh, so, I get the point for that one because I had her in 14th. Jared, you had it fifth, and uh, Alex 13th. Wow,
1: Jared, you had a very high there. <laughs> Yeah, that, did, that didn't didn't really pan out.
0: That was uh, you were very confident about it. poor Anya there. Oh well. Uh, after that, Greece. I was sad that Greece got so low. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like Greece performed early as well. They were kind of towards the end. And this is Love Demi. Good good performance. Nineteenth. Uh, oh well. I for some reason though wasn't that shocked because I said she'd finish in nineteenth. I get two points. <laughs> Jared, seventeenth. You were close. And Alex, you had her a bit higher up there in eleventh. See, at least glad I'm glad Alex, that you had a bit of faith in her there. Yeah, I did. Unfortunately,
2: uh, no one else seemed to, because even their semi-final votes were pretty rubbish for her.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, the Greeks, they'll come back. I mean, look, again, they don't really have the money to host Eurovision, so they're, I guess, kind of just, you know, just competing at this stage. Uh, Armenia. yeah, look, you know, I think we all kind of were a bit on that one a little bit, but uh, Alex, you get the points for that one. Armania finished 18th, you said 21st. Jared, you had 14th. I had them in 12th so um, I think that actually I remember the booking the bookies odds was a little bit higher for Armenia so uh, didn't translate a lot there uh, 17th for Naviban Belarus uh, decent for them I guess uh, I had closest 21st uh, both you. Both you two went for 22nd, so <laughs> you kind of were very, very close there to getting that one. Uh, after Belarus, was Austria, yeah, that was a shit song, 16th position. Uh, I had it close because I had... Uh, actually, no, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Alex and I both get the point for that one because I had 18th. Alex, you had 14th, so we were both two away. Uh, Jared, you had them at last, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, well... I feel like that's fair because Austria got zero points in the televote, So they did the worst out of every country in the televote. The jury's true. just had it completely wrong.
0: Very true, very true. Uh, and, yeah, the UK, probably a shock that they finish in 15th, not on the grand scheme of things. I guess if before this even began, you said, oh, the UK will be 15th next year. You'd be like, well, oh, that's a pretty good performance by them. Um, but based on their song, I'd say a little bit lower than probably expected. But uh, for that one, I also get the points. I had them at 20th. Uh, Jared, you had them at 24th, and Alex, 9th, you were very confident there for Lucy. Uh but um, sadly she, she performed well. She so did brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was a great performance. Uh I, I was a fan of Azerbaijan skeletons, fourteenth, probably there and thereabouts you'd say. Uh well I said they would be thirteenth, so I get the point. I'm doing very well here. Uh Jared, you said they would be six and Alex, you said they would be seventh. Croatia, oh god, don't we love Croatia? Sharks Hudek. I hope he comes back next year. 13th position uh, for Croatia, and uh, I said that'd be 11th. I get the points again. <laughs> Jared, 21st. <laughs> Alex, you said that'd be six. Uh, France, yeah, we've gone over them. They were 12th. Uh, for some reason, I get the point again. I said that'd be 16th. <laughs> This is going very one-sided here. And, again, if you're thinking I've rigged this, please go back and listen to our second episode. Uh, this is not rigged. That was on evidence on air. 20th, you said they would be Jared, and Alex, you said they would be 17th. So you were close again, Alex. i yes. um, just... I, I did the, the sneaky Price is Right trick where you just go one place ahead <laughs> just to kind of go through there. Uh, the Dutch were 11th. I thought they would be top 10 for sure. They they seemed very popular, the Dutch. Um, and I had them at 7th. Jared, 13th. Alex, you get the point, though. You had them at 12th. So you get the closest for the Dutch. And I'm sure you'd probably want to get closest to uh, Ogon or Ogene, whatever their names are. Uh, it's Ogene isn't it? Somebody did... Actually, I will say, somebody did tweet us and uh, say that they were Ogene uh, I appreciate our Twitter follower, who did correct me. And also, uh, they did correct us on, I think, why Russia were, were not in the competition. So I'm sorry I don't have your name, random Twitter listener to us, but we appreciate you getting in contact with us. Um, Norway, they seem to be the one that I guess, were they a lot higher than we all predicted? They were because they ended up in, what, 10th? It's a good performance by Jaws, so we shouldn't take it away. Um, having said that, though, Alex, you said 10th, so you get two yeah, points. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I was bang on. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were the king of that prediction there. Uh, Jared, you're still yet to get a double pointer here. We know you're going to get one for the first place, but uh, you were very close, though, Jared. You had 11th for this. So, you know, you must be feeling okay with that one.
1: Yeah, that was a, a little bit closer than Denmark.
0: Mm. Just a bit. Uh, I had them at 15th, so I had no confidence in the uh, the Norwegians. And then here we go, Australia 9th. Yeah, whoop de doo We're so happy as Australians. Uh, <laughs> Jared, you do get the point, though, because you were the most uh, lenient on poor old Isaiah, 15th. Alex, you had them at 19th, and I had Australia at 17th. So... There you go. Jared had more confidence in our own entry. Oh, Hungry. Don't we love Hungry? I'm glad they ended up finishing as high as this eighth position for Jockey. It was a great song. Love it. Um, but, Jared, here you go. You get your first double points. You had him at eighth. Uh, I had them at ninth. Alex, 24th. You've done the opposite of Onion here. I was accurate here. after it <laughs> with the
2: uh, jury part, and then the, uh, then the public came and ruined that part.
0: Now, from memory, was that the one that you ended up swapping out? Because I think there was one that you had either really high or really low. That you, I, I think had, you had Bulgaria really away. low, didn't you? Yeah. Yes,
2: yeah, so I had them very low and I swapped them out. No, I kept Hungary
0: down there. I was keeping them down there. All right. Well, Jared, there you go. You've got them. your double points there. Jared, you're on the board with the twofer.
1: Yeah, I'm glad about that. It, it, you're right. It wasn't looking well and I was a little bit angry. So, I'm glad that the Televoters kind of picked him back up because it was going to be a shocking finish based on the jury.
0: Well, Romania, I was a bit worried for them that they were going to finish quite low because, uh, again, love their performance. Again, the kiss might have ruined it, but uh, Yola got seventh. Uh, this is just one point I want to quickly say. Fuck you, You and to Nick Bond, who we've had a few run-ins before on some of our other shows. Uh, I know we kind of had a bit of a run-in the other week on, uh, on the Oz Network with Survivor, and he actually ended up correcting an article because we pointed out he made a terrible mistake. But uh, in his you article, his review of Eurovision, he basically said that this song was shit and that he said that Joel and Miff were well off on their... Uh, their and I, this is one thing I'll agree with Joel and Miff on. Like, fuck you, Nick Bond. This song was amazing. If you think this song is shit, you are not a Eurovision fan. You're just a news.com.au, quote, journalist, unquote, who has been forced to watch it because no one else was available. So uh, I'll say it again. Nick Bond, fuck you. Uh, Romania, though. Jared, you get more double points. You said seventh. So congratulations. Alex, you had them at second. I had them at fourth. So, Jared, you're catching up now on the double points.
1: Yeah, I'm pulling a, anybody can still win. It's it's not decided yet. Anything could happen. We saw what happened
0: last time. We saw Jared came back last time and did this. Uh, Italy, we've already gone over that. The fact that we felt, well, you know, we're just a bit of a shock there, I guess. Uh, sixth position for them. Jared, uh, you and I both get the points. We had them at runner-up. Uh, Alex, you obviously had them at the winner. So, uh, still close, I guess, in terms of our predictions. But sixth place there. Um, the top five, as we've already gone over, Sweden. Fifth position for them, the perennial overachievers. Well, not overachievers, the perennial achievers. They're the ones who always do well. Um, but both points to Jared and I. I had them at six. Jared, you had them at fourth. So kind of just in the middle of where we said they would finish. Alex, you had them at eighth. Fourth position, Belgium, Blanche. Miss. I wonder if she's smiling yet. Um, she, I had her at third. Uh, and you two were not convinced at all on City Lights. Jared, you had her at 12th. Alex, you had her at last. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like I Statement made, I didn't like it. Wasn't putting her any higher. <laughs> I kind of came around on the song a little bit, but uh, I just kind of went on the fan opinion. She was very popular with the fans. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. So, top three, uh, Moldova. Oh, just so happy this got top three. I just can't express that enough. Hey, Mama, what a song. What a song. Um, <laughs> Jared, you had them at ninth. I had them at eighth. Alex, congratulations. You get the points. You get fourth. So, uh, you were very confident on the Sunstroke Project. And does this mean we're going to get them for a third time? Uh, Can we get them for a third time? (laughs) It's just such a great
2: song. Um, Yes. just have an entry every year. I forget, okay. forget Moldova. That's well,
0: exactly, entry. exactly. I kind of want to play that out as our closing song, but we sort of need to do it with Portugal. Oh well. Uh, yeah, Bulgaria. God, I'm so glad this didn't win. Seriously, most overrated song this year at Eurovision, in my opinion. You did get second. Um, and Jared, you get the points again. You're catching up. Third. You said they would be. Alex and I both had them at fifth. And the winner, Portugal, Amar Pelos Dois, Salvador Sobral. That, of course, was predicted by myself and Jared. We both get the double points. Alex, you still had them at third, so um, round of applause there for that. I will mention then that means that the overall score, so uh, of course, we all went into this with 14 points. So, uh, Alex, you had them a final score of 9 from the final, which brought you to 23. Jared, you had a final score of 12, which brought you to 26. I had a final score of 20, which brought me to 34. Oh. I have no idea how I pulled that off.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> Portugal all over again.
0: <laughs> Turned out to be a little, You know, I didn't go into this as a favourite. I was like Italy, you know. Uh, Jared, you were you were the favourite. I feel, No offence, Alex, but uh, Jared won it last time. Got,
2: so. you know
0: come into this. <laughs> so there you go. I'll take it. Why not? Um, predictions for once did okay. Just uh, before we close it out, I want to say we've talked about the top five... You know, the big five, I guess. You know, obviously Spain, Italy, Germany, France and the UK. Automatic qualification to that final. Do do we think that maybe this should just be the, the final five from the year before? So, looking at this... So next year, that automatic five would be Portugal, Bulgaria, Moldova, Belgium, and Sweden. Now I'm not just saying that because I want Moldova to automatically be in there, and I mean Sweden always deserved to be in there. Let's be honest. But Jared, like you're you're obviously a huge long term Eurovision fan. You've spoken out a little bit about the final five, the big five. Do you think it's kind of time to change that? Maybe and that kind of is an extra incentive to finishing in that top five each year.
1: Yeah, it would be nice. Like I understand why they do it for kind of those five being the biggest contributors in terms of money but um if you're gonna send rubbish you don't deserve to be there and you should have to fight your way through the, the semi-final it's not fair that other acts kind of get cut that should have made it through so i think yeah something similar maybe even just like the last five years taken an average and whoever's done, whichever five countries have done the best on average um put them as the big five for the coming year
0: or or let's go the opposite who's done the worst in the last five <laughs> years, to give them a chance, San Marino could finally get some chances there. But then we'd be stuck with like the Czech Republic and Lithuania. Um, Alex, did you have anything to add on kind of thoughts of the the, the big five? Um, I'm not
2: sure about putting others in the final, just because I think the semis are really useful for a lot of them in getting a lot of extra support before the final. Because I reckon Portugal and Bulgaria really benefited this year from the from their semi final stuff and getting right. the love there to then help them in the final. Um, but, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think they should have a Monopoly on it. the Big Five anymore. I'd just be putting them back in with everyone else and telling them to earn it,
0: really. Well, I did it with Australia. We got that automatic first year and then kind of, you know, we have to fight for it every year. So, you know, why not? Um, well, there you go. Eurovision and Eurovision done for another year. Uh, Look, we'll hopefully be back next year. We might just do this biannually and just come back in 2019. I don't know. Maybe we don't like even-numbered years, perhaps. Who knows? Um, We always jokingly say we might do junior Eurovision. Probably not because, let's be honest, we'll probably bash the little kids up. But, hell, we've got, what is it, choir Eurovision coming up. So, um, Jared, did that get you excited? You get
1: three different Eurovisions in a year. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm just waiting till um we can we can weasel our way into that as well, and and hopefully send a better entry than um, Isaiah.
0: What the fuck is choir Eurovision? Seriously, uh, Alex, uh, are you keen for choir Eurovision, Junior Eurovision?
2: Uh, um, I want to know what constitutes choir Eurovision. Can we just send like Justice Crew or something like that, or or do we have to actually like. <laughs> Get him choir or what are the rules?
0: <laughs> well, exactly. Like, I mean, surely you can send a choir already. I mean, is there a limit? Like, you have to have a minimum of, like, 20 people? Can we, like, I don't know, send the Hillsong Church or something like that? I mean, I don't know. Is it Ill Devo around? Like, put they're probably Italy's entry, aren't they? So, <laughs> I don't know In how Australia this works. <laughs> um Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it anyway. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir of the US get in one year, perhaps? God knows. Um, This has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we brought this back, and I'm glad that uh, hopefully the audience, you've listened uh, and you've enjoyed your time with us here on Euro's Vision. I sincerely do hope we are back next year. Uh, Obviously, last year was kind of, you know, many reasons why we weren't back, but uh, 2018, fingers crossed, we'll be uh, heading to Lisbon, all of us, because we have a budget, apparently, Um, and maybe even Noah might be around. Who knows? He's actually in Europe. Europe and we didn't get him on once but hey cool that's what you get Alex uh, so glad that you've been able to come on with these shows and really appreciate as I said to you the other day it's good to hear your voice again on one of our uh, programs I can't even speak properly maybe uh, you should be doing this part but I I really do appreciate it, and thank you for joining us my
2: pleasure I look forward to a UK victory next year
0: (laughs) hey look let's be honest we're trying to be realistic Uh, (laughs) again one direction are in it they'll win Adele they'll win but uh, they don't they won't win uh jared they, I, don't
1: know why, I, can't, I
2: don't know why they can't send like the worst member of one direction and whoever's just not doing anything like they'd still win
0: but like yeah exactly but like adele would be a, a shoe in like that wouldn't even be a question you know that would just be oh adele's in it she's won she could come out again as we said sing mary had a little lamb she would win because um, let's be honest adele would murder the shit out of that song she would own it no, I'm not going to sing. Uh, Jared, this is what you live for all year. You know, you you can come on off the podium, you can talk about the Olympics, but look, we know you live and breathe Eurovision. You would have this on every single day of the year if you could. So we always uh, thank you for your time and uh, start counting down that calendar for, for next year.
1: Yes, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting Altian Child's performance oh. for Australia next year.
0: Oh, <laughs> God, probably will be. We're going down that route. Um, I'm going to start it now Hashtag Team Shannon Knoll. Shannon Noll for 2018 Because, uh, you know We all know he should have won Australian Idol in 2003 So, there you go I said in our last episode That I was going to sing Strawberry Kisses in Portuguese uh, Now, I'm not going to sing the whole song But just to I've translated the lyrics um, And it starts just, just quickly, imagine this in your best Nicky Webster impersonation. This is the start of Strawberry Kisses. Do do meu Coracor garato e Teno que ti iso, odia em que separa voca e que sinto falta. But if you want to hear the chorus, this is the <laughs> iconic chorus of Strawberry Kisses in Portuguese. Naomi di fora, garota voco no pode dizo o quanto, e me importo anda veja eluz do sol não se sebelo o So, Nikki, if you're listening, uh, prepare yourself, because between you and Shannon Noel, that should be our entry for next year. Uh, we're going to close out, of course, by listening to the winning entry for Eurovision in 2000 and 17. Salvador Sobral and Amar Pelos Dois. Uh, dois uh, look, again, don't get me to speak other languages. I'm butchering it. I'm going to close out. I'm not going to say this in Portuguese because I did that the other day. I'm going to say it in the runners-up language. Bulgarian to close out. Euro's Vision for 2017. Blagdorim Monongo Zlashento na Euro's Vision prez 2017. Nadjame Sadisa Vuno prez 2018. Dolta. Ella apres Portugalia. We'll see you next year in Lisbon. Thank you for your time here on Eurovision. Vision.
1: Eu sei que não se ama sozinho. Talvez devagar in the morning possas voltar a aprender. Se o teu coração. Não quiser ser Não sentir paixão Não quiser sofrer Sem fazer plano Do que virá depois O
0: meu coração Pode amar
1: yeah.